So, voice notes unscripted, the pilot episode. Here we are, cooking on gas. So, you were talking about your blood tests, um, getting that done. Yes, so um, so have you heard of MediChex? I have, and that's the only service I've actually used, to be fair. Okay, oh, you've used MediChex before? I've used it, uh, I think I've used it twice, no, I've used it once. And do you know what, I, you'll, I think you'll find this online. Like, if you go into men's health, then you'll start delving into, like, the different to- topics, like we were talking about Andrew Huberman. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself wanting to optimize your testosterone to its maximum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's where I've gone to before. So what you, why have you, like, what's the innate of this stuff? Why have you decided now to take a blood test? Yeah, well, firstly, that's interesting. We'll talk more about. Uh, did I? I don't think I knew you got a test. I'd be interested to know about that. But the reason I got one is because so one of my one of my clients, he he must be on their like mailing list. I think I am yeah. as well. And they he got the email to say the testosterone only um, test was like on offer for like twenty five pound or twenty six yeah, pound, which is like obviously you know pretty good. So he ordered one and then sent me a link saying I've ordered one of these. Are you, are you, would you like to get one and i was like yeah send it me i'm right and then i sent it to someone else who then bought one so there's like three of us getting a test and i suppose it's obviously we're all natural lifters and i suppose we're all sort of between 24 and 27 so it's like yeah. like compared to where it should be in the range of our age are we there like is it optimal because if it's not are there lifestyle factors that we can then address to improve it um yeah or actually is it maxed out and actually we can know like in our heart hearts actually everything we're doing is 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 maxed out anyway so it's more out of interest than than worry yeah it's such a fascinating thing to look into but the thing that worries me is when you've said it like that it's like if one of the lads has like an amazing t level and then like you've got a shit one and then you're like oh no and then like you know like comparison is the thief of joy you'd hate to be in that situation we feel like you've got low testosterone yeah exactly yeah exactly and the obviously as you'll know like they come with like doctor's notes yeah um yeah. so like that'll be quite interesting to read that and see what that says i think if you look at it at face value all three of us like if you treat it like a little kind of pilot of people yeah um then you would say we're all in similar positions in that like we're all kind of like i suppose advanced lifters we mm. all live we all very much live like you would think the lifestyle like yeah very similar yeah, lifestyle yeah. yeah do you know what i mean like it, it, and, and like if you come into the the test as like a fourth person it would be very much the same like we all train every single week we all eat well pretty much most of the time we all <laughs> care about our sleep so it's a good test actually because like it's not as if like you're taking someone who doesn't do anything and measuring it against someone who does everything yeah. so it should be quite yeah, a fair yeah. um i know obviously genetics play a role but it should be quite that a, was what a i was gonna play, say yeah. yeah fair playing field i would think well that i think it, it would be like as long as you don't take it too seriously and compare yourself too much it would be interesting because like basically what you're saying is our variables are really really close to one another yeah yeah exactly so we would expect we would expect like a slight discrepancy in genetics but it's like it'd be interesting to see like I, what i'd like to know is i guess you the best way to do it is have a sample size of one where you have like two weeks of terrible sleep do a test and then do two weeks of like literally perfect sleep and see how that goes yeah absolutely and i suppose it's like other things as well isn't it like 
you know, if someone was to do two weeks of like no exercise, two weeks mm. of resistance training, well rested, um, kind of eating like nutritious foods, like you could try and almost like see what it's like with all these variables. What I would like to do is next year when I do like my big cut for like a shoot or a show or something, like I would like to get it measured like in yeah. the middle and at the back end of that and then compare it to now because now I suppose I'm kind of like somewhat heading towards peak bulk so yeah, yeah in yeah. theory I'm well rested I'm training well body fat's a little bit it's not high but it's a little bit higher so but next year I would I would assume like towards the back end of the cut it would reduce when body fat's low energy's lower so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. quite interesting as well I think do you know what the problem is here because I, it is because of how we approach things like this we're very like uh tweak and adjust like uh based but I think like ultimately if you wanted to like test all these variables what you'd actually have to have is like a missus or someone like a best friend who can just do the test like every like week because you're gonna rack up a serious bill if you did it to the like the level we wanted to do it to yeah yeah ex yeah exactly um and I suppose just just peace of mind knowing that generally like your your kind of levels are in a good place yeah. that's all that we're looking for really because you know you know in your kind of heart of hearts and that you're you know you're sort of doing everything you can and it's it's almost like that insurance policy in a way yeah it's it, it, there'd be nothing worse it, it's like training you know like let's say i've been gym six times this week i've trained really well i've ate well but then i've slept terribly it's like having low t like, or having a good testosterone level kind of gives you that insurance that like you are actually going to get the most out of it yeah have you yeah. gone down the rabbit hole of like optimizing testosterone then to see like different toothpastes or certain water sources and stuff like that have you seen that stuff uh i, I wouldn't say so no i think like again it's like what are the things that are going to make the biggest difference like over yeah, the long the term real movers. yeah so like we know consistent like resistance training um consistent exercise like just consistent like good health that we know is a, a massive one with testosterone like consistent sleep so i suppose like knowing again that like i suppose out of the three people doing it that we all take care of those things and yeah, as, yeah. as well i suppose symptoms like if you look at the symptoms of low test you can have that honest question to yourself have i got any of these symptoms um and uh, you know 24 27 everyone's going to say no right well no one said yeah, yes yeah. so let's like even it as yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. you know like lo low energy low moods obviously like sex drives another one so all, all these things like like you know a loss in like aggression or strength in the gym yeah so all these things i, I think people would know if that stood out I really find it interesting with things like this. I was talking to someone the other day and it's, uh, I was watching a podcast and they were discussing the expectation effect, kind of like it's this whole, like your mindset determines how you kind of see something, I guess, perspective. But like, I think if you come at it from like a, oh, I feel like my testosterone's low. Are you, do you then think yourself into having lower testosterone where you see more of like the, the negative traits rather mm. than like, oh, like, if you assume that you've got a high testosterone, you act like that and therefore you produce more testosterone. I think that's yeah. a really interesting like mental exercise. I suppose it's a bit of an identity thing, right? As well. Like if yeah. you if you identify as someone who like lifts weights, eats well, recovers well, like you'll do generally you'll do all the habits that promote high testosterone. Yet yeah, if you don't identify as that, you identify yourself as like lazy, um, you know 
you're a yeah. foodie you know all these things you hear snack, about sugar and all that yeah stuff. yeah you're addicted to sugar all these kind of things that you hear people say um i don't enjoy exercise like you promote low testosterone not because you want to because you yeah. believe you enjoy that lifestyle um yeah. so so you can you have such a big obviously genetics always play a role but you've definitely got a big say in it yeah for sure I, like what i would like to like bring up is the fact that I did do a bit of research on like what are the best ways to improve your testosterone. And now you've approached it from like a really good standpoint because you've, you're focusing on like the big pillar, like things like sleep training and stuff like that. But you'd be surprised at like how deep the rabbit hole goes. Now I am wary that people just trying to make a quick buck and like, Oh, buy my product. Um, but like, it's interesting to think about if like, like an example would be this isn't this isn't a unique one, but um, like how much supplementation can come into play? Yes. So I take a testosterone supplement. Now it's not um, it's not one of those ones that's like oh it's a men's boost your testosterone kind. Of. It's not branded like that. We've like you know, an all like, in one. Yeah, yeah, it's not like got that picture of Arnie on it <laughs> trying to get me to like conquer myself. Or, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um it's more so like it's the whole product is like everything that's been kind of scientifically based around testosterone improvement okay it's like right, we'll just put that into one and then your body will figure out what it needs from it what have you seen do you take anything for like testosterone improvements really good question um and i was actually going to mention the one that that i use which like seems to be the one which like the research backs quite well mm. out of interest like can you can you remember what the panel is on the ingredients in yours i can't but i like i will put it in like the link in the description i'll send okay. it you after and we, we can like cool. touch back onto this because it's um i know it's got basically when i looked on amazon you can you typically see when you ever can uh, compare nutrients even like a multivitamin you'll see that They've typically got the same things in plus or minus a few. Yeah. And this one just seems to like tick all those boxes. But like it's got like, I think it's macaroo and um okay. alpha GPC and stuff like that in it. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um the one which it's probably got this next one in. So I take this like in isolation. And mm -hmm. actually, funnily enough, like listening to the the Huberman lab yeah, podcast. So yeah, so literally. I, which which one was it now it was i think it was just when he's advertising like some of his sponsors and yeah. he's got um a supplement kind of company that and they and sort momentous, of momentous isn't it momentous yeah and they do the whole thing about like you can kind of personalize your stack so whatever you feel you lack or need you mm. can kind of design it based on that now i didn't realize this but um my coach um he basically like gives me like a supplement list like all coaches do pretty yep. much and on there is zinc picolinate um or also zinc chelate so they're basically highly absorbable forms of of zinc like obviously you can get just like normal zinc but those two yeah. are meant to be it's a bit like magnesium like you've probably seen like magnesium glycinate is a yeah. higher absorbable form than um what's the other one the one that's like in most stuff like the cheap one <laughs> yeah I, I can't remember but i know exactly what you mean because it's another human thing isn't it it's like this one for yeah. sleep yeah yeah so the zinc one so if you go on um and again a good a good source examine.com so mm. like when i when i recommend supplements like to anyone 
well mate you'll see this in your sheets like there's a link to the examine website and that's yeah. basically like a guy a doctor who basically sifts through all the research that comes out on any supplement like everything from creatine down to like a supplement you've never heard of yeah. he collates it all together and then gives you an overall like overview of it like a, a synopsis so i always refer to examine for any supplement and even if i recommend something i generally say go and read it so the zinc one if you look at the zinc chelate research it says that it seems that if anyone's got like suboptimal or, or low or lower testosterone it has been shown to increase it so i think with something like that at least you know if you don't know your testosterone levels you know you're highly active um mm. maybe you're sort of above the age of 25 where testosterone starts to in theory oh, like, don't decline. Say that, well in theory decline we <laughs> yeah, know yeah, yeah. We, we know that's not necessarily the case but in some people it might be i think it's yeah for sure for sure one percent a year after 30 on average and that's a, obviously that's a very kind of like broad average mm -hmm. but like something like the zinc chelate will it has been shown to increase it so i think taking something like that is yeah, it's quite cheap as well it's not expensive so again a bit like the whole creatine thing like if you take it it's cheap it seems safe yeah. it's not a hard thing to take it's a very small dose like once a day so i take it before bed so yeah that's that's what i use anyway that i know um has been shown to have a positive effect on test yeah that's so that's really cool actually because like i i've come at it from the other perspective and i've kind of like ticking all the boxes and just hitting hoping where your body's going to figure it out i've never i've I do take a magnesium and zinc supplement. However, yeah. it is a cheap one. And I, I knew there was a difference in magnesiums, but I never knew there was a difference in zinc. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and it's it's one of those, isn't it? Because, again, like, it's if you say to someone, take zinc because it will improve your testosterone, like, that mm. is not a wrong statement. Yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you say to someone, you must buy this type of zinc, uh you almost create a bigger barrier from them so but i think yeah, the more you get sure. into it the more you start appreciating what you put in your body you know you want to especially like someone like yourself or me like we want to optimize as much as we can really mm -hmm. so like we would probably about you know spend an extra couple of quid to get something that's of better quality right yeah if you sure. know it's going to be better yeah yeah again i think it's kind of the the thing we were discussing before we started it's like one is better than zero is my take on it so if you at least if you're supplementing zinc and it whatever form it might be you're still doing more than like 80 percent of people who haven't even been exposed to that knowledge right? yeah yeah exactly exactly and i think it's probably important for us to say as well like for both of us that like let's say we weren't training at all we like we weren't interested in like movement or eating well or sleeping well yeah. like the supplements would be you know very minimal in terms of their effect like mm -hmm. that they're, they're the cherry on the cake right every this is the thing isn't it like everybody wants that shortcut and i think that's how how like some supplement companies kind of predicate their business model it's the fact that oh we'll sell it as this whole idealized like concept as then you take this you're gonna get amazing results like that's how people genuinely think especially when they're new so they'll have like they'll spend a big budget on like supplements they've just got into the gym and stuff and then they'll have this massive stack sitting on the shelf and then they'll think right here we go but then you get to that point where you've got them all there and you think 
hold on, I actually I've missed the point here. It's such a it's such a crazy thing because I think like supplementation is what what would you say like twenty percent, ten percent, like food different to that. It's it, it it is minimal. Um, I'm not sure. If, have you seen the um, uh, the this got quite popular a couple of years ago. Have you seen the the pyramid, the nutrition pyramid of importance? Do you remember that? I, I, I would have I would have come across it. Yeah, because it's kind yeah. of saying what I'm saying, isn't it? Yeah. So it's from um, it's from the muscle and strength pyramids like books. They were like two books. I think there might be three, and they were written by a guy called Eric Helms, who's like big into like you know muscle building he did natural bodybuilding for a long time like he's a big research guy and basically like they made a pyramid in there of importance in terms of like what you need to focus on with your nutritional intake and basically like i think there was five or six layers to the pyramid and at the very top was supplements and they were like the smallest yeah that's part what of the I was top. Thinking, so yeah. yeah so it was it was like lifestyle and behavior um energy balance so calories macros micros meal timing and then supplements wow. so so supplements like they were literally at the top to say yeah they're minimal i think we all know like when we've all took like i, I don't know if you've done this mate but like when i first started training i probably jumped to supplements quicker than i jumped into like getting my nutrition 100%. right and my results yep. were minimal big but i bought into that whole mass gain fat burner mm. and it's just not true like it's it's made out to be more than what it is especially when you see the Instagram kind of influence space as well, because like, I think you do look to people like as role models and that's why it's such a, it's such a scary space for like, especially for younger people. Cause like, I think we're at that age now where we're starting to mature. We've been around a little bit enough to kind been of separate yeah. <laughs> seen, seen some shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We, we, we've been here long enough to not fall into those traps straight away but if you've got the kids who have like got the best intention like maybe they want to lose some weight or just promote a healthier lifestyle like go with the mates the first like they're going to see like i can't even name someone to be fair but a bodybuilder on instagram see what they're doing and then a, they've got a supplement stack in their one of their posts or in their description yeah. and they're making affiliate money off it and all of a sudden that they've got this misinformation then and they think that again that's the that's the bottom of the pyramid not the top and it's so crazy 100 percent, mate 100 percent. who was your so like who would you say your and it could be like uh, like someone really famous or someone not at all who was your kind of first inspiration like in fitness? it was my first love yeah you're not allowed oh. to say arnie <laughs> no, do you know what like for me particularly like I never had that that exposure to early bodybuilding because I think a lot like you see a lot of people when they're like for Arnie for example it's not actually my generation I don't think like like I think now I'm older I've been I've looked at Arnie because that's what everyone says he was the best yes yeah. absolutely but for me I've never been into like traditional bodybuilding like I would have saw like the powerlifting shows on like channel 5 and I was like 11 but <laughs> other than that I would say it's more so I took my inspiration from like athletes who could who can move properly you know like um you know like footballers typically like crossfit athletes stuff like that when i saw that and this was quite late on in my like late teens to be fair i thought that is what i should be aspiring to be like so i never had a traditional inspiration in bodybuilding maybe what you're gonna say what about yourself yeah interesting so i think my first proper like inspiration so the whole arnie pumping iron thing obviously everyone 
like everyone who's into the gym, I think kind of respects it. And, but yeah. like for me, it wasn't that that really got me into it. I thought it was quite cool and stuff, but I just saw it as a bunch of guys like lifting weights back in the eighties and seventies. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Loud but, weights that were clanging together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really liked a guy and I'd be interested to see if like you've, if you've seen some of his stuff, Steve Cook. I'm not, um, I feel like explain to me about him because I may have come across him in other people's podcasts and stuff. So Steve Cook, um, he was obviously like a a pro bodybuilder and stuff, but he very much was like, he, he kind of built this figure in the industry of being really likable, really down to earth uh, and, and very much like, although he was like a bodybuilder, he like loved training, loved the lifestyle. It wasn't all about like chicken and rice um you know kind of competing all year round like he he, like lived this like you know and it was he kind of started venturing off into like the clothes he wore the trainers he wore so he kind of give off this whole lifestyle and his whole thing at the time um his sort of brand was called like swole nation and it was like (laughs) this big like like sort of like mass amount of people online of like blokes aged i don't know 15 16 up to like 30 40 who yeah. just loved the way he carried himself. And like, I found him so inspirational at the time. And what's weird is, is like, I don't even like now, like I don't even, I couldn't even sort of follow him on Instagram because I wouldn't be interested. Yeah, but sure. at the time I just looked and thought, wow, he made me excited to train, which I think yeah. was the, 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 the game changer for me. Um, And like, you go to the gym and think, I'm, I'm going to nail a St- Steve Cook workout today. It yeah, was it, it's sure. mad. Yeah, it was like a, a level of inspiration I've probably not had before. Um, it's like you know, when people who are like into football, like obviously we're all into football, but like people who are like, oh, I just love Ronaldo, you know, when you meet people yeah. who are like really inspired yeah, by Ronaldo, yeah, yeah. and you're like, fair enough, but you're kind of like, I, I've never been able to understand that, but I do, yeah. in terms of like, that's how I that's how like Steve Cook was to me, like, it was like I wanted to go to the gym. And just train chest. <laughs> yeah, get that swole chest. Get yeah, them yeah, chesticles. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it is a really, really interesting one. I think it's one of those things like that brings to me like sometimes you'll find the perfect information for you or the perfect person, but it'd be at the wrong time. Yeah. So it's like for for you, that's perfect. But as you say, like when when you've gone like aged up a bit and now you've matured and you've you've gone down these different routes that information doesn't apply for you yeah and i do think that's interesting because like i think sometimes i have this like especially when consuming like podcasts or audiobooks like there's so much quality information but only like the and i would say it is like five percent that sticks because like a lot of it just gets lost of that five percent it's it's purely because it's so applicable now but the like I've gone back and re-listened to a book or re-read a book and then all of a sudden like a totally different part of it stood out to me yeah and it's just the same thing I think that's really fascinating it's so interesting isn't it and I think I think it's it's tough with training nutrition because obviously it needs to be simplified at the start and I think whoever simplifies it for you when you get into Mm. it you kind of have a bit of an affection for because you're like oh well they make it they help me understand it but the truth is like the more you get into it, like it, it, exercise and, and fitness and nutrition, it isn't a simple thing. It is quite complex. And that's because it's not like a lot of it isn't binary, like good or bad, yes or no. Yeah. Like sure. a lot of it is, it depends, maybe, but, and although that's shit to hear, it's the truth. 
I think that I think that's the, that's such his life, isn't it? It's like um, it's like the curse of knowledge. Like when you find out when like when you see the gym, it's like oh, probably go consistently, like eat right and stuff like that. And you get to that level, and like yeah, I get this now. And all of a sudden, you're blowing the lid off the thing because, you, like yourself, you have this n- newfound appreciation. Literally, you're going on courses and stuff like that purely based on these little rabbit holes you can go down. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Probably a good example, actually, of this is like what, like what, what we've done with like, like your like shoulder training lately. Yeah. Like how, like initially, like because of like like an injury, a niggle you were dealing with, we couldn't like put in that much, could we? Exactly. Yeah. But now, now that you can actually like, you're actually doing a lot of shoulder work, and that's yeah, because sure. you can now do it. You're connecting better with it. We're we're obviously venturing into like some new different exercises that haven't been programmed before. So, again, like that's not like that's not a binary yes or no. You should train shoulders, is it? It's it's moved yeah, over time. Yeah, it, it it is a moving thing. You, you you're hundred percent right. But one thing I would like to say because I'm meant to say this to you actually, but I tried the um. So for context for everyone, Rory has uh, implored me to buy some cuffs, some gym cuffs, which typically you see these cuffs. I haven't got one with me now, but they wrap around your hand or you wrap around your leg or whatever. And when I've seen them in the past, it's been for like booty builder workouts (laughs) where you like whack your leg out to the side like this. So he wants um, some good glutes. (laughs) Glutes for the slutes. Um, So... Rory got me on this, and now I was a bit. I think most people would be, and it's because it's new. To be it's fair, new, like, yeah, yeah. I was like to myself, right? I, I definitely want to give it a go because I trust Rory one hundred percent. Like you know what you're talking about, and like having someone else program for you, like that's one of the main benefits of having a coach, like to go off on a side tangent because you kind of take the thinking out of it for yourself, and you can't then oh just change it on the fly because you're accountable to someone. Anyway, um, so I took these cuffs, but. Uh, as Rory said, I struggled with side raises for ages because I've uh, had a niggle in my shoulder. But mate, this um, seated cable like side flight—I don't even know what you call it actually the, with the cuffs. Is it, is it the crossbody one? Yeah, exactly. So you got you line, the, the bench you line back. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. But you're facing the cape, mate. Honestly, the pump I had from that was just absolutely next level. Like that is the best side out exercise I've ever done yeah and and that's that's so interesting that's another rabbit hole we can go down and i don't want to go down this too much because people will probably start falling asleep but like with exercises a lot of the traditional exercises that we program or we'll we, mm. we we learn to be we get told are the best like yes, for it, sure. runs, it runs a lot deeper than that like if you think about our our body our anatomy our structure everyone's structure is different right tall people small people long arms short arms big rib cage yep. like slim rib cage like you get such a mixture in like body shapes like we all know that but with exercises we try and shoehorn everyone into one exercise mm. and often with exercises like they're they they're harder where we're where the body is weaker and they're easier where we're strong so we get this kind of like mismatch and that doesn't mean it's a bad exercise but what it does mean is that we're we can go a long time with a lot of untapped i suppose progress like on the table and we spoke about this for you and with that variation of a side raise okay like you've got to be a bit vulnerable and a bit ready to like buy some cuffs set the bench up like get the cable ready give it a go maybe get it wrong get it better the next time but you can build an exercise for your shoulders that are like that exercise will be 
harder where you're stronger and it will actually get mm. a bit lighter where you're a little bit weaker so in terms of like hypertrophy that's a fantastic exercise to for you to use to build your shoulders which we haven't been able to do for you know a, a, a period of time so yeah like that's why it's so important to i suppose just just find out that little bit more about exercise in general yeah i think i think that's a re very good point because as you say, and as we were discussing before, like there are just so many levels to it. So there's one thing about getting in the gym, as you, as you, I know you like to go on about like the bodybuilder split. There's like there's one thing to go in and do that, and like you'll see the side raises, like where everyone's like in this example where like people will be like rocking forward and not actually isolating the muscle. But then when we start to think about it, and this is one of the things you opened me up to it's like that that whole concept of it is easier or it is harder in certain points of the movement like i think most people like me would think yeah maybe at the very sh end the very start of a uh, of an exercise it would be more difficult but it is such a it, it's not a, just a linear scale is it? it it goes up and down depending on where you're at like and again on the anatomy and stuff like that a hundred percent mate a hundred percent um it's like and if you just go into the gym and like like just ask you ask yourself this like question on an exercise like where is this hard it's like a bench press it's always going to be hardest at the bottom um a bicep curl it's always going to be hardest in the middle so like when you when you start to understand that you start to understand okay well that part of the movement that's actually a bit easy is there an exercise where actually i can make that harder and the lateral raise you used a good example there, like the dumbbell lateral raise obviously a lot harder when you get to the top than like when it's next to your leg but yeah, actually sure. you flip that round to a cable and the hardest part is when you're at the bottom and then actually it gets a little bit not easy but a little bit easier as you go up so like doing a blend of these exercises is gonna maximize your progress and i'm sure we'll dive into this more like in the future but yeah like it's really important i think that actually answers one of the questions that i was gonna have because you know i went on this like crusade of like 80 20 principles uh, and again, for the for the audience, that is a it's basically twenty percent of um, inputs creates twenty eighty percent of outputs. So I was thinking, can you eighty twenty exercises? And I, I I actually think the answer is yes because I we've all got our favourite exercises where I think we get the most bang for our buck, whether that be because it's the most effective for the muscle or purely because we're better at it. But that this other percentage that we're left with this is where it's interesting because that the, like switching it up like that is it going to make a, a humongous difference no but is it going to be take you from like level two to level three yes and i think that's like a really interesting point because yeah I, I would, definitely i would like i i have been in that place sometimes where i think like if i just did like three three exercises like a powerlifting kind of split right every session rather than six would I see the same results? And but this kind of answers that question, I think. Yeah, it's it's interesting. A, a lot of it boils down to like, what's the goal? So like, mm -hmm. if the goal is, let's say, the goal is to just get stronger, and that was your only goal, like it's very much just strength based. It's not really body composition based. It's not really necessarily aesthetic based or health based. It's just to get strong. And you do see this in the gym. You get people who rock in. They're in the squat rack for an hour they'll bench they'll yeah, squat yeah. they'll deaden and they'll go home um and i think you're right like i think that you know one of my close friends he did powerlifting for about a, a year year and a half and pretty much all his sessions were like that just three exercises and he got so strong like ridiculously strong um 
but I suppose if if the goal is like, I don't know, let's say like aesthetics, you know, you're going to want shoulders, you're going to want arms and I suppose squat, bench and deadlifting as much as you'll get strong and you'll add tissue, will you add as much tissue in those areas as you would if you did like more of these kind of isolation type exercises? Probably, like probably not. You're probably going to need some of those to get the results you want for that goal. So it's it's really it's a really like good question but i agree in the sense of like if we look at your program or my program like most of our progress is probably coming from 20 30 percent of the exercises and the others are probably maintaining maybe getting a little bit of progress but most mm-hmm. of the progress are coming in certain areas right yeah for sure for sure I, do you know what it's so interesting like with the exercise split thing, I was listening again to another podcast, um, Modern Modern Wisdom from Chris Williamson, and uh, he he explained this concept, and I I'm really fascinated to see what you think about this. It's called the manopause. So from obviously a play on word for the menopause, but like the manopause, <laughs> he he describes as um, basically when you get between twenty five and thirty, you yeah. start realizing that like when you want to go and do practical things like for example go play football with your mates maybe just on a random one but you have been like going to the gym and training consistently like powerlifting is the great example like you've been getting yoked absolutely unit but like when you come to do those practical things in life where like i don't know like walking up the stairs and you start to come out of breath the menopause is kind of that realization that I've been training this way for so long, but is it helping my health and longevity? Mm, interesting. And it's like, I, I know that like me and you, we program for like a bit of cardio and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, hit the health market and stuff. But it, have you ever like, have you ever seen anyone go through that? Or what's your thoughts on that kind of? Oh, mate, a hundred percent. I think, I think it happens a lot. Um, And I think it probably expands from, 25 30 all the way up to like 40 um Mm. particularly a lot of the men i work with um generally their reason to change is more from like something external has happened so with women it's quite often like like, and this isn't everyone but like i often find that women generally their reasons to change are quite internal the way they feel the way they see themselves whereas with men it's quite often something that's happened you know their mates mm. called them fat. They've got a, a breath running up the stairs. They're known as the big lad at football. Um, you know, they, they're they knowing an XL rather than an L. Like, they yeah. haven't realised themselves almost, but something external has happened to make them realise. Um, and, and often with men, you hear that term a lot, I need to start looking after myself. Um, yeah. You hear that so much. Um, and it's interesting. So I definitely think that, like yeah like the manopause as it were like <laughs> it's it's definitely a thing if that's what you want to call it i think yeah I, and i think that the thing is like it's not even just people who don't take care of themselves but the manopause is like i've been like sh- like stretching is the perfect one for me like i like i had like years and i think most people will do this where they've like been training for however long and yeah, they've been pushing the weight, they've been getting bigger, they've been like doing that stuff, but you've been neglecting like stretching and putting your body through like some some form of flexibility routine because all of a sudden, like you'll be walking and something hurts. Like the manopause kind of 
like shines this light on this area that you're neglecting you think oh my god i actually need to take care of the other things and not just try and like push as much weight as possible all the time yeah definitely um i think as well like men who train so like going back to the example i'll probably sort of use the example of men who don't train them but men who do train i think that like it's that whole thing again of thinking well because i'm doing something it's better than nothing but yeah if if your goal is to be to be healthy so you know what what does be healthy mean you know it's a multitude of factors right psychologically healthy physically healthy yeah. i suppose we're looking at things like waist circumference blood pressure blood glucose um bmi to a degree like mm. you know these factors that kind of give us an idea of overall health like lifestyle factors like drinking smoking sleep all this kind of thing but like you can go to the gym three times a week but still not necessarily have all those factors in a good spot yeah for sure yeah it's uh it, that's the reality yeah and it does again it's this level thing man like you think you're smashing it and like your goals change and stuff like that but then i think people like we were saying about that book the one thing like i think you get so caught up in like a certain way of thinking about things and like in your own head like this is how i do it where you forget to stop and look around to think am i actually heading in the right direction obviously we can apply this to like finances um work career but when you're training if you're like I, i've been picking on powerlifting i guess but even if you're training for aesthetics like in 10 years if you carry on training like this and you neglect the other things are you like going to be in a good place mm. i think it's just a good question i want to just uh switch switch topics quickly because it's something i wanted to know and we started on supplements now i and i know you do this and um i think it's really really good for people to kind of hear but like i have a shake in the morning so i like i like to i'm not a breakfast person typically like when i wake up i still feel kind of full but I have a shake in the morning to tick that box. Now, at the moment, I've not been getting my micronutrients in my shake. I know that because I've not been tipping the berries in, which you you like to do. Yeah, so my shake, is, my shake is a two scoops of whey, um, a banana, peanut butter, and some ice, if I can be bothered to go and get the ice out of the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my shake. And I, I really like that because, like, with... I can just down it quickly because it's like yeah. very sweet and stuff like that. Um, again, is it ticking all the micronutrients? Probably not, but I'm really fascinated to know what yours is. So mine is, so not too dissimilar. So I have one to like, one to two scoops of whey, normally one at the moment because my, again, like I get quite a lot of protein from with a meal. So I'm just keeping it to yep. one at the moment. Um, I go for the lemon cheesecake perform. It's my favorite flavor. It's amazing. Um, what, is it, what brand is that? perform it is it is perform i've never yeah. heard of it yeah oh mate in fact you your brother loves perform as well i converted <laughs> him from optimum nutrition he's a big fan and he's quite a he's like he gives off like the simon cow vibes when it comes to protein powder he's very skeptical of a lot of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of, a lot of powders. so i convert i was quite pleased i converted him to perform um, I, then, i'm an optimum nutrition person as well because that was what i saw yeah. as like the gold standard like if i'm yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah i'm gonna treat myself right. some nutrition fun fact for you so you know steve cooker we were talking about earlier yeah he was like the face of optimum nutrition for years no uh yeah so that's the link right there um Dang. so yeah i have 100 grams of 80 to 100 grams like two handfuls whatever you want to call it about 100 grams of, of frozen blueberries 
got to be frozen though. That is the key. Like, don't yeah. get fresh, get frozen. <laughs> yeah. They're cheaper <laughs> and they blend and make the shake taste so much better. So, um, and then I'll have about 300 mil of almond milk. I like the texture of almond milk, like that. That's mm. slightly more like creamy texture compared to like water. And then about 25 grams of nut butter, and I'll I'll blend that up. I think it's about 400 calories ish total. Um, and that is like you get like this lemon blueberry like ice cold nice. shake, yeah, and it yeah. is it is beautiful. It's it's lovely, and that will keep me good for the first three, four, five hours of the day if needed. I think you know what the frozen thing is so interesting because what a lot I guess if you've never took it seriously or you've never had a blender and you've always just had a shake in a bottle and you've just like even water milk and then the powder and then shake it which is like I think how most people start out but honestly adding a frozen element it's like it it takes a shake from like a five if it's a good like quality shake to I'd say a seven or an eight because it's literally a game changer isn't it yeah yeah it is it's it's a it's a hidden gem when it comes to making shakes and so i know you said you use blueberries is there any particular reason you use blueberries or is you just like the taste i like the taste um obviously if we look at like micronutrients and stuff like berries are fantastic um, and they're really like you can get a lot about a lot of berries for very low calories so they're a very high yep. volume food so not only are they good for you but like they you can have a ton of them like you know no no one ever got overweight on blueberries let's put it like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe blueberry muffins <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i've been there a few times yeah someone's gonna I drop tell that you what <laughs> what i what i typically tend to struggle with with berries and stuff like that um and this is just kind of a warning for anyone who's gonna try this it's I've gone for like um, frozen, like Rory said, I'll get frozen stuff, like, as we were just saying, for those reasons. But I then got like a berry medley and it had blueberries in, but it had raspberries in, it had strawberries in. And now I like all of those things. But one thing I've found, if you shovel that in the shake, you get the seeds, man, and the seeds get yeah. stuck in your teeth and it's Not a disaster. Good. Not good before you're off to work. <laughs> nah, exactly. <laughs> Mate, I've, I've worked up and I've seen it in my teeth. I'm like, oh no, it's it's a it's a. Sh- I, I, I tell you what, it's um, it's the kind of lifestyle we live, though, isn't it? We're just putting putting gains first. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think, yeah, I think I, I think I've potentially tried the berry medley thing once, and I think the yep. same thing. Like, I really like. So, if you said right, the freezers are broke, go and buy some fruit. I would buy fresh raspberries over fresh blueberries because the taste is so much better. But the frozen ones seem to have like little bits in. Yeah, this it's it's so strange, isn't it? It's so strange. But I think, you know what? I think that's been a sick first outing for voice notes unscripted. Um yeah, I think we'll sign it off there. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, mate. Very, very happy with that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, thanks for watching. I'm sick of daydreaming. I just want the feeling of you in my bed. I'm down at this waistline, right below your waistline, want you by my head.